prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, he holds the victory. joy in the house today, church. Amen. Welcome to Bueller MB. Good morning. So glad to have you here. Before you sit down, why don't you find somebody you haven't talked to and say good morning. Beautiful, sunshiny day.
See, you can tell we're getting past pandemic. The greeting time's getting longer and longer. Woo! So those of you that uh, attend here very regularly know that if Kurt's singing, that probably means he's not preaching, and you would be correct. So welcome. Uh, very glad to be up here. My name's Kurt. In a little while, you're going to see Dustin. We're the pastors here, and as always, we're very glad to have those roles. Rock. Chuck J. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, now you don't have to worry about hurting Shashevsky's feelings, so Kansas should just crush North Carolina, right? How fun was that yesterday? I really think Kansas will have an easy time. We'll see. So that's fun. <laughs> she said, I don't know if you heard her. She said, You jinxed the Chiefs when you said that last time. So sorry. You're right. You're right. Uh, you know, yeah, so a lot of fun. All of our brackets were busted a long time ago, but go KU, why not? I know this is a place, it's arguable, and all the, see, this place is very purple. And so it's really hard for them to get excited about Kansas. <laughs> okay, enough of that, sorry. Hey, um, uh, I, I can't resist talking about last week. Um, what a great time together with the Tabor Choir, you guys. Was that not just a lot of fun? And then uh, the potluck came together. Now, those of you that uh, are aware, I think everybody's probably, but I'll just tell you. So Melissa and I had to boogity book out of here pretty quick, so we didn't even get to have a, a sweebok or a, a, a casserole bite or anything because we, I'll get to that in a minute, but it sounds like everybody did such a great job. We served our guests well from people I've talked to. I just want to say a big thank you and shout out to the social committee once again for putting that all together. Let's do, you know what we haven't done for a while, shall we? Yes, we shall. I'll make it quick. We're going to do this for the social committee. Hip, hip. Hooray. Hip, hip. Hooray. Hip, hip. Hooray. Thank you so much for doing that and uh, appreciate that a lot. So Melissa and I, we're off to a, a pastor's conference in San Diego. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, and we, we had a great time, you guys. It was actually a conference that had been planned a couple of years ago in the middle of 2020. Obviously, then we couldn't have it. It was about, as strange as this sounds, it was a new pastor's orientation. And so what happened was the district minister and I, who remember Tim and Don are friends of ours uh, and friends of us, but, and he said, you know, you've been out of the MB loop just long enough that maybe you ought to go to this thing because it would be good for you. San Diego, sure, I'll go. <laughs> so we had a great time and I've got to share with you some exciting things. Have you seen those commercials for, uh, and it's not spiritual stuff, so everybody relax. Um, have you seen those commercials when homeowners are turning into their parents? We were trying hard to not be those kind of parents. So for the first time, we don't do it a ton. We don't travel a lot, but we were so proud of ourselves. We actually got our boarding passes on our phones. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I know. And, and further, we got to San Diego. We didn't rent a car or anything because Tim and Donna and whoever had arrived from the airport to the place with us, but we didn't rent a car. So we actually used an Uber. Well, we used Lyft actually for the first time as well. We're feeling pretty frisky. <laughs> Worked out really slick. We had a very pleasant time. We got to spend an extra day at court. We went to Coronado Island. It was great. And uh, so 
we had a great time. Obviously, a lot going on all week. We'll get to more of that in a second. But uh, we had a great time. And again, I just want to give the congregation just props and shout out for taking care of um, the potluck and Tabor being here and all that. That was marvelous. Uh, I'll tell you what, Ricky, I'm totally winging it here without Dustin. Um, so let's throw the mission and vision up because this continues to be who we are. And folks, don't let this get cold. I, and I'm not going to stop. We're going to keep talking about our mission and vision. So uh, let it sink in again as always. And then I'm just wondering if there's anybody uh, that wanted to share anything today about the mission and vision, about what God's up to, anything at all. I know we're still sort of getting used to this whole thing, and uh, I'll try harder to make it easier to share some days than others, but, um, and I'll probably, yeah, okay. So we want to impact and change our community through Christ, amen? amen. Yep, and so we're going to be a church that loves God, loves others, and is very interested in making disciples, and we're going to continue to do that. Let's talk about a few things going on around here. First of all, uh, again, uh, overlapping on the other um, social committee last week, we're asking them to do a, a bit of a job again today, a smaller job, clearly, but it's congregational meeting day. Uh, oh, you guys are such good sports, right? No, hey, uh, it's an important part for our church. There are some legal things that have to kind of match around stuff like this too, but so uh, I don't know. We haven't done, uh, I was just thinking about, I don't know if we made it super clear how this is supposed to go, but you all have been doing this for many years before me. Oh, hey, is it April? Huh, my anniversary was April 1st, so I've been here three years. Yay me. No, 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 don't be silly. That would be a terrible tr speaker trick just to get applause. No, no, I just, uh, so I've been in learning with you, but tonight, 5 o'clock will be the meeting in the fellowship hall. Here's what we're asking, as always, bring a few sandwiches to share with others and yourself and some cookies. Okay? If this is a hardship, go to Subway. <laughs> okay? <laughs> or whatever that looks like. But um, I promise it will be, as congregational meetings go, it will be as painless as possible. We have some reports you can read through. The packets have been on. Uh, Julie gets uh, a shout out for just getting those out because all of us are really bad about getting our reports done when we're supposed to. But uh, we do have packets available and if you want to see those and we'll have a few things to talk about. But otherwise, it'll just be a good time to be together as a church family. Tonight at 5, bring some sandwiches and cookies to share. Uh, this Wednesday, stuff continues on, our regular ministries. Except, and I'm going to look at Dustin from the congregation to say, yeah, so uh, the youth group's having, remember, they're going on this mission trip that's going to be great. They're, they're getting all the plans ready for that. So they're having a fundraiser this week at our normal meal time. So if you don't usually come to the meal, come this week. And you can uh, have a nice taco salad, and you can donate some to the youth group for the mission trip. And that'll happen, as you can see there, from 5.30 to 7.00. And then regular stuff will go on Wednesday as well. Jam is off and running. Their, their session is actually at uh, Bueller Mennonite Church, but as always, they'll, you know, it's been going great. And uh, youth groups will serve and do whatever they do and just come hang out. And then uh, prayer gathering at 7. I'm going to keep inviting you to come to the prayer gatherings uh, because we've been having a great time praying together. Next Sunday starts the beginning of Holy Week. Uh, not at all lost on me. I'm so excited about this time of year. So um, next week, Palm Sunday, we'll have uh, talk about 
the triumphal entry, we'll have kids waving palm branches and singing a little bit. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. And then um, Good Friday, we will have a service here at 7 o'clock. And remember, that's a little more of a somber service, a little more uh, we talk about the passion, the suffering, the cross, and what that meant for Jesus to go to the cross for us. So uh, that will be on that Friday, April 15th uh, at 7 o'clock. In light of that, if you're wondering, and those of you that attend here regularly know that we often usually, regularly, have communion on the first Sunday of the month. We're not doing it today because we're going to have communion on Good Friday. Everybody with me? So I'd like to encourage you to come back for that service in a couple of weeks for Good Friday. And then I just talked to Wayne Anderson, and I said, Wayne, are we getting a meal together for sunrise? And he said, yep. He's got, let's see, biscuits figured out and sausage figured out and gravy figured out and eggs figured out. He said the eggs are still in the hens. <laughs> Fresh eggs, that's good. So here's the thing. If you're a male, this has sort of been a tradition over the years, but in the tradition that started last year, uh, it's been kind of a men's thing to, to put this on for us. So if Wayne asked you for some help, say yes. So we're going to have sunrise. Everybody point to where we're going to have sunrise. At 7 o'clock, I looked at the weather. I think it'll be pleasant enough. And if, you've looked, if you were here last year, same approach. You're going to bring your own chair to sit in the lawn, and you're going to face the sign, and well, the back of the sign, and we're going to have sunrise. And then on Easter Sunday, one service, 10 o'clock, no groups that day, okay? So one service at 10 o'clock. This, this slide is actually very helpful. So take a picture of it or something. Here we go. All right. Um, yeah, so stuff's going on. Obviously, fall, uh, fall, spring is well underway. We're starting to even see some better weather and stuff. That's a lot of fun. So we just look forward to everything God's got planned for us as a church as we, as we keep moving forward. Uh, obviously, uh, a little bit of family news. Uh, we, this week, besides everything else going on, obviously, we want to continue to pray for the Wickert family. But yesterday was a marvelous celebration of life celebration of worship and and god absolutely showed up in this room for gary's funeral uh we just want to keep praying for bonnie and uh brent and cindy and their family and all the other wickers around there's all kinds right and uh, connections so um it was just a marvelous time to be together and uh we will say one more time the bittersweet thing we're sad to not we'll, we'll miss gary but he's in the presence of jesus and that's pretty cool all right. Uh, you know that stuff coming up. So, Shell, if you're around, are you here? There, you can come on up. So, there's a flyer in your bulletin today. MCC sales coming up. Wait, next weekend. Friday, yeah. So, um, uh, Shell might want to talk a little. You said that's good. I don't care if you want. Here, look, there's a microphone. And, uh, yeah, you should use that one. And it's coin day, but she's. Okay, go. Sorry. So yeah, sales coming this Friday. It is back mostly to usual. Yay! <laughs> Come on, yay! <laughs> um, but there are still many openings for volunteers. So if you could please go online, um, give a couple of hours of your time to get sale back to normal, um, and fill in some of those people who were faithful and aren't able to do it anymore. We'd appreciate it. Um, and hey, wait, wait, wait. Did, uh, did Brenica go okay? Brenica went fantastic, hey. totally filled up. Nice. 
and done even early. So cool. got the 20,000 all done early. And nice. thanks to the many of you I saw there. That was a lot of fun. Very cool. So, yep. and if you forgot your coins this morning, you can take them to the sale. But otherwise, it's coin day today. So Kimber, she's all raring to go here. So remember, I inherited this three years in and I still forget about coin day. Sorry. Uh, but so we're going to, what do you want to do? Up and down and So, back yep, and... we're going to bring it up here and have the kids come down and bring their coins. If you're older and want to bring your coins, you can. And if you're older and you don't want to come up front, I'm going to leave the wagon in the back and you can do it after service. So. All right. Yep. So here we go, kids. If you brought coins today, you should bring them up. Oh, that's a great sound. <laughs> A real piggy bank. Thanks, Kimber. Thanks, kids. Absolutely. So remember, MCC's coming up this weekend. Oh, man. It's just uh, really good to be together as a church family. Yes? Yeah. A lot of things going on uh, throughout this week, last week, and all that. So, hey, but we're here to worship today, and I'm so glad you're here to join us. I want to encourage you to stand right now as we uh, pray together and um, worship together. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful for your presence with us today. You are, you are the God of the universe who uh, is indescribable, and you have no rival, you have no equal, and we want to remember that as we come into your presence today. God, we're so thankful as we even uh, look forward to Holy Week and what it meant for Jesus to be our atoning sacrifice, God. Uh, oh, we're so grateful. So I pray that we would worship and celebrate well as we get to Holy Week and Easter. But God, this morning we are mindful of uh, just everything going on in our world, in our midst. God, we shared together the, the passing of a church member this week, uh, a great time of celebration, remembering that Jesus is Lord. Uh, we know that there are still things going on all around the world. And uh, God, we pray and ask you to intervene and intercede in ways that would just be amazing. We pray for your people everywhere. And God, as we've gathered here, we pray that you would check our hearts, create in us a clean heart, help us to be pure and righteous only through Jesus as we come into your presence today and may we worship well. May you be honored and glorified in all that we do. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs> 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. He's shown us great mercy. He's our living hope, and our world shows us perishable, defiled, and fading, but he is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, and that should make us want to worship him, right? So let's raise a hallelujah. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace turn your eyes to the hillside where justice and mercy embrace there the sun you 
Kurt. Uh, thank you, worship team. Uh, that was great. I'm going to invite John up here. He's going to read the scripture this morning for us. So if you have your Bibles or if you have a device, we're going to be looking at Psalm 62. So John's going to read all 12 verses, and then we'll get going into that. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and salvation. He is my fortress. I shall never be shaken. How long will you assault a man? Would all of you throw him down? This leaning wall, this tottering fence. They fully intend to topple him from his lofty place. They take delight in lies. With their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. Find rest, O oh my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Low-born men are but a breath. The high-born men are but a lie. If weight on a balance, they are nothing. Together they are only a breath. Do not trust in extortion or take pride in stolen goods, though your riches increase. Do not set your heart on them. One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard, that you, O God, are strong, and that you, O Lord, are lovely. Surely you will reward each person according to what he has done. Thank you, John. I don't know. It went blank. All right, thank you. 
All right. Maybe, if it wants to work. Okay, I don't know if it's going to the next slide. Maybe I'll figure it out. Okay. I did it on purpose. Yeah. Am I just messing? I don't know what that means. Hi. Yeah. We'll get it. There we go. See if that helps. All right, there we go. We got it. <laughs> so this morning I want to start out with a question. The first question I hope is a pretty simple question, but I still want to ask it. How many people, you can think about this in your head, how many people like to go on vacation? Yeah, okay, I guess you can raise your hand. Kurt's raising his hand. We see a lot of hands or maybe some head nod. So this next question I want you to think, now that you most people like to enjoy going on vacation, when you or your family go on vacation, how do you plan a vacation or what do you like to do? Like, what are your goals of vacation? I know a lot of people don't really think about what goals of vacation are, but the reality is when you go on vacation, you have some plans at some point. And so take like five seconds, 10 seconds with your neighbors if you want, or you can think about it in your head. How do you plan out a vacation? Or when you go on vacation, what are your goals? What is your, what is your plan? So a couple seconds with your neighbors or with yourself, come up with maybe some answers in your head. And you can keep talking. Maybe you're thinking about your last vacation. How did that go? Where did you go? What did you do? Was it a success? Did you have some awesome things happen? Or maybe it didn't go so well. But yeah, come up with a couple answers. Okay, so now maybe you have a couple answers. Um, I'm just gonna run through some. We'll see if we match up to what you were talking about, maybe how your family or yourself takes a vacation to, to maybe some things that I thought of. Well, I think sometimes when we go on vacation, sometimes I think it's just generally to do something fun or go see something cool. Like sometimes when we plan a vacation, one of the things we wanna do is just to do something fun. Like it's to go see something, go somewhere, go somewhere unique and just experience something. And that's definitely a part of vacation. Maybe some of you also talked like on vacation, you love to go see family. Sometimes you have family that lives like a little ways away and you don't always get to see them. So sometimes you just go take vacation so you could go hang out with family or even more specifically, maybe you take vacation with your family or extended family so you could just spend some time with them. You kind of break away from the normal schedule and you get to go on vacation and, and have a little uh, family time with them. Or sometimes at the very base knowledge of vacation, what you get to do is just you get to go and get a break from the normal routine. Maybe you get a break from work, you get a break from normal life, and sometimes it's good just, just to get away. And I think those are all great things. Maybe those are the things that you talked about when you, you and your family plan vacation. Uh, but there's one more that I think I'm gonna talk about that I hope most people either had or maybe they thought was uh, what they had said, or if once I say it, you'll agree with it. But I think sometimes when we go on vacation, one of the main goals a lot of times we have is to get a little R&R, &R, some rest and relaxation. And I know we see some nods and all that kind of stuff, but I think a main part about vacation is also trying to get a little bit of rest. And the reality is, is that's what we're gonna talk about a little bit today, is about rest, but I wanna start to say that rest is important. 
I mean, you can browse the internet a little bit. Not only just physical rest is important, because a lot of sources will say that physical rest actually will improve uh, just your health, your mental health and all above. So there's, there's parts about rest that we just need to unplug and recharge. And so rest is important. But not only is rest important in just a physical sense, but also in some ways we're going to talk about it in a spiritual sense. And we're going to look into God's word to see what he has to say about rest. Because I think there's many times that he talks about rest and the importance of it. I think one time I was uh, on a mission trip, or the last mission trip we were on, and, and we were getting with like the mission leader, and we were going, and we kind of had the whole week planned out, and one of the things that he said kind of stuck out to me. He says, we got this whole good week planned, and you're going to do a lot of serving and a lot of mission work, all this type of stuff in Vancouver, but he says, one thing I don't want you to forget is the importance of rest, because he said, there's going to be times where you just need to pull away and rest. You need to pull away. Maybe it's to rest as in nap, but you need to pull away because sometimes when you don't rest and you're tired, he kind of called it, you get a little uh, fleshy. And I know that's not even really a word, but uh, in some ways when we talk about flesh, it's sometimes we live more out of our flesh and not out of the spirit. And so I notice in my life sometimes when I don't get the rest or the recharge that I need, I'm more likely probably to lean more towards my, my flesh, but that's, that's just kind of me and mine. And so Ultimately, I say all those things that the reality is that I think rest is important. And you can maybe discuss that a little bit uh, in, in your small groups if you want and, and decipher that. And so to get back to my first question, we talked about how you plan a vacation. So I was going to share a little bit on how Amanda and I plan vacations and what we like to do during a vacation. And so um, this last uh, spring break, we got to take just a little bit of a trip to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't know how many people have been to Tulsa, Oklahoma, but uh, it's not too far away. Uh, but one of the things that we like to do, we like to try to plan like one solid activity a day where we get to go see something cool or do something fun. And then we also like to plan part of the day just to chill, to relax, uh, to rest, sometimes hang out with family, maybe it's even do devotions, have some coffee, hang out with God in some ways if you want to say. So those are usually our two main goals when we want to start doing a vacation. And so when we were trying to plan this Tulsa vacation, we had a, we had a good time and it was a good vacation. But really, we were only able to meet one of our goals. Like, we, we were able to go to a couple places. I don't know if anybody's been to the aquarium uh, down near Tulsa. They have a really cool aquarium down there. And also, there's another thing called the Gathering Place. Um, you'd have to look it up online if you haven't been. I don't know if anybody's been there, but it's basically a big, uh, many acres of, like, playground equipment where, like, young kids and big kids like me can go play uh, on the equipment and have a lot of fun. And, and so we got to go do those two things in Tulsa. Uh, but sometimes I had found on this vacation, if you've ever had a vacation like this, that sometimes you get back from a vacation and you're, you're almost more tired than when you went. You're like, vacation was a little unrestful. And so that was a little bit of our story uh, of this trip. And the reality is, is I have, we have four little kids, and so sometimes rest, it, it can be difficult. But we really wanted to get it. But it was one of those weeks, if you had one of these, where just every small things started just to go like off. They were just off, just small things here and there. Because when we had got to Tulsa, we had rented an Airbnb. And we like to, to rent those because it gives us a little more space for our family. There's about you know three bedrooms or whatever. And so when we got to the Airbnb, you know we checked it out online, checked out reviews. It looked like a really good place. We were excited. Um, but the one thing we noticed when we got there, that the rooms are really kind of small. And so when you see the pictures online, and they, they weren't really lying to us, but they did this like photography trick where you kind of step back into the deep corner of a room and you do a wide angle shot, and you're like, oh man, that room is really big. And then we step in there and we're like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure this room was as big as we thought it was. And for part of our family, space is also good for helping get rest. And so 
uh, it was still fine. And then there was just some small other things that we kind of noticed throughout there that kind of uh, prevented us. One was like the backyard wasn't connected to the house, which was kind of weird. It had a nice fenced-in backyard, but you had to walk out the door, down the driveway, unlock a padlock, open the gate, get in the backyard. And so you couldn't just like send your kids out in the back and say, hey, go play. We're going to have a cup of coffee. And so you had to like walk out and go with them. And the one thing that we get spoiled about in Bueller is Bueller is a pretty quiet neighborhood. And I enjoy it. We know most of our neighbors, so even if there was noise, we could probably go talk to our neighbors and say, hey, can you, can you be a little quiet? But the one thing we enjoy about Bueller is it's quiet, just outside. And this place, when we looked at it, it wasn't as quiet. It was actually the road that drove by the house was pretty busy. It was 6th Street, and we, we didn't even know from the map, but it was a pretty busy street. And if you know anything about bigger cities, traffic kind of keeps going. It doesn't typically just stop and, you know, like Bueller, it shuts down at about, you know, 7 p.m. And, and it's all, it's all good. This is like, it keeps going. So you hear these loud cars and you're like, man, you need to get your car fixed. That's way too loud. And so they're just driving there. Plus there's this stop sign right next to the house. And so you get everybody turning right and left onto the street and they just go, you know, and they're just revving their engine. And you're like, man, that is really loud. And not only that, there was just I mean, they weren't doing anything bad, but just our neighbors were kind of making noise, and they were having maybe a get-together. Somebody was, like, dribbling a basketball for three hours, and, like, we're just hearing that through the wall. But the worst, but the hardest part about not getting, getting rest came, came in this factor of the trip is when we got there, the, the house said that they had a pack-and-play, and a pack-and-play is just basically a portable crib that you can put the baby in. So Savannah is one, and so we didn't bring our pack-and-play, assuming that they had the pack-and-play, which luckily they did, but Amanda started to assemble this pack and play, but it was missing one piece. And it was disappointing because that was the mattress. And uh, <laughs> so we get there and we call the, the, call the person up. We say, hey, the pack and play doesn't have a mattress. And like, well, there's not much I can do for you, but I'll try to order a new one. And we're just like, oh, that's not gonna really work. But uh, so Savannah was actually in Amanda and I's room. And so when Savannah doesn't sleep and take her naps like she should, the parents don't get the rest that they were hoping for. And so you add that on top of the vacation, which it was a very great vacation, but the reality is it wasn't very restful and we kind of felt that. And so that's kind of what we want to talk about is just the importance of rest. And one thing I want to do is kind of use a, a, an illustration because uh, we're going to try to use the, the physical to illuminate the spiritual. Because I, I, when I think of rest, I think of this right here. And now maybe you have like a hammock at home, but when you think about rest, I think it comes to mind of a hammock. So I'm gonna try to hang this up here. Hopefully it stays up here. Okay. This is more just of an illustration. We'll, re we'll refer to it a little bit, but when you think about rest, you know, when you think, you think of like a hammock, because what do you usually typically do? Like in a hammock, you go out and you just kind of enjoy outside. Sometimes you think of it being a little more peaceful, a little more quiet, you get to rest, maybe you read a book, maybe you drink some like lemonade, and sometimes you even take a nap. But sometimes when you just think of this rest, you think of kind of like a hammock. And so that's going to be our physical to illuminate the spiritual. And we're going to dive into Psalm 62 and see about four things that, that I think that God's word says about rest. And so if you have your Bibles, I'm just going to read the first two verses, and this will come from our first point. And it says, my soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. 
I really like when you dive a little bit into the word study because maybe your translation translates rest just a little bit different, but this gives you a fuller meaning of kind of what the word means. And when I see all those words, I kind of think of a hammock, rest, silence, still, wait, all those things. I, I just see that. And the first thing that we notice, and this isn't very even a clever point, this is basically the first part of verse one, but my soul finds rest in God alone. And so there's something special about this, that this is this deep spiritual rest, your soul, your spirit, that could only find rest in God alone. Jesus also says a little bit about the same words here uh, in Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. And Jesus says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so I really like this idea of we could only find rest for our souls in God alone. When I was going through like youth group and when I was younger, I know a lot of my youth leaders would kind of explain it to me in this way that, you know, our soul or, or the core of who we are has this hole inside of us and it's like a Jesus-shaped hole. And only Jesus can, can kind of fill that and offer the salvation, like he says in this verse, uh, that, that we can have. And so there's something about only can fill it through Jesus. And you know, sometimes we try to put other things in to kind of give us that deep rest, but we just aren't gonna find it because God alone says he is our, um, we can find rest in God alone and he is our salvation. It kind of makes me think about John 3:16. maybe, some of that verse is familiar, but for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It's kind of this just idea that we can have rest, our souls can have this deep rest and peace inside of us because God has saved us. He has promised us eternal life in heaven with Jesus and part of that just gives me that rest and I can lean into that. And I know the verses that Cindy read kind of pointed right to it this morning and there's just something special about we can find rest because we know God is strong and he is my salvation. But not only is he my salvation and we can rest in God, but he's also my rock. He's that firm foundation. He will not change. He is steady and strong. And so a lot of times my rest isn't rooted in myself, but it's rooted in what I'm resting upon. And he is my rock. And just like that song we, we sung on, on Christ the solid rock I stand on other ground of sinking sand. I really like that verse and I, I like those words in that song because it's so true. Just like when we hang a hammock, we're gonna hang it on something sturdy, on a rock, and we know that God will not change and he's gonna be the same today or yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And he is something that we can just rely on and he is bigger than anything the world can throw at me. So we can rest in God because he's our salvation, he's our rock. And then the other thing it says is he's our fortress. I really like this idea that God provides a fortress with us. He is, he is with us, he is for us, and he is with us during all these times, and he's a fortress. He's a place where we can go when we have tough times or easy times in life. The reality is when you think about a fortress and when God's described as a fortress, if we just wanna take it at the very base level, it just really means that this life isn't necessarily gonna be easy. You know, God doesn't promise once you put your faith, faith and trust in Jesus Christ that life is gonna be easy. On the contrary, it's actually going to be difficult. There's, there's uh, words in the Bible that talk about in James 1, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. We just know even though we put our faith and our soul can rest in God, we're still going to have trials in life, but we can still lean back on God. And I think there's one thing that we can all sort of relate to on a very surface level is that we all go through some tough times in life. 
And we have to know that God is our, our fortress, that Jesus is our fortress, that we can rely back on him, we can go to him, and he can walk with us through all this. He can give us that safety because he is bigger than anything here in this world. And so as we think about this idea of, of God, of Jesus being our fortress, I think it leads us to the second point that uh, talks about rest that David's writing in this psalm, is that through it all, or no matter what happens, I have rest in God. I think it's interesting when we, you know, whether it's the good times, the normal times, the tough times in life, we can have rest in God. I like what really, David, when we dive into the background of Psalm 62, we really begin to see a lot of this because uh, we got to realize who the author is. This is David, King David, and so when you think about his life in the Old Testament, I think he had a lot of high points in his life. He had a lot of low points and everything in between, and so he experienced a ton of things in his life but yet he says, my soul can rest in God alone. And so for just to, even for him to pin that, and not only that, but when it talks in verses three and four, you really start to get the picture of when he's writing the psalm or what he's writing the psalm about. Because the reality of what it talks about in verses three and four is it talks about there's people after him. So he's writing the psalm either in the middle or reflecting on people are like trying to get after him, actually trying to take him down, take him out, and kill him. So there's people chasing him, trying to get rid of him, and yet in verse 1 and 2 he says, my soul can rest in God alone, even though right now physically I'm probably running from people. I don't know how much rest he's getting physically, but there's just this part deep in his soul that he can have this deep rest in God because he is his salvation, he is his rock, and he is his fortress. And so through it all, David kind of shows this point that you know, we can, we can have rest in all situations. And that kind of brings us uh, to the next point when we start keep, keeping to move along in this verse, is that sometimes, while that, that is true, that we always have that rest in God, once we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we have that. Sometimes in this life, we need to refocus on God to find that rest. You know, as humans, it's easy for me to get distracted and to try to go away and do my own thing, but yet God is still providing rest, but I'm just kind of wandering from it. And sometimes I need to be reminded to go back to it. And so I have this illustration that I wanted to share as we kind of look at this, these verses and, and differences, but how many people have maybe seen one of these activities? It's kind of this activity where they have two pictures and there's just differences and you try to circle the differences. I know my kids usually do it, so it relates in my mind. But sometimes I think there's an important power, and I saw this when I was trying to read, read the scripture, that at first I thought verses 1 and 2 were kind of very similar to verse 5 and 6, but there's something very small that's a difference between verse 1 and verse 5, and I'll give you just a second or two to look at it, but I think it, it brings out this point that we're kind of talking about. Because verse 1 says, my soul finds rest in God alone, and that's that foundation. It's not going away. But then in verse 5, what does David say? He says, find rest, O my soul, in God alone. So right there, maybe he's a little bit wandering from God or shaken from God because of the trial he's going to, and he's telling himself, hey, I need to find that rest that I already have in God. I need to go back to God and find that rest and give me that peace that I, that I have that only God can give. And so sometimes he's saying, I need to go back to God and refocus. My life has kind of made me wander a little bit, and I'm not going uh, in the direction that I necessarily want to. And so it's just this idea that sometimes we can wander from that rest because of things of this life kind of get in our way. And then what I also like is he kind of adds on this uh, reason on why we can, we can still continue to find rest. Not only is he our rock, our salvation, our fortress, but I like what verse 8 says, and I'll read it. It says, Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. 
He kind of adds on to this more on why we can have rest in God, because we can trust in him at all times. We don't always know why things happen or why this happens or this doesn't happen, but yet we know that God is loving and we can trust him in time and all times. But not only that, when we go through the difficult times or even go through the good times, David's saying, pour your heart out to him. Like this is one of those things I was just trying to think about this. Sometimes when we go through hard times or easy times, it's good just to pour our heart out to God. And sometimes that can give you rest that we know we have somebody going with us. And I can just tell God, hey, I'm going through this and this is hard and this is difficult. Or hey, I'm going through this, this is great. Or hey, life is pretty normal and this is great. But there's just something cool about the power of prayer and that we have that communication with God. And when we're going through tough times or we need to refocus on God and find rest, we can just bring our words to him and we can pray to him and we can ask for him. And so the illustration that I wanted to kind of use this about refocusing on God to find our rest, I think for me, I can remember happened, I think last summer. So if you remember a little bit about last summer, we were still kind of in a little bit of the COVID uh, year. And one of the things that I get to do is I get to, I get the privilege to direct junior high camp. And so I really love it. I love hanging out with junior hires for the week. But the reality of trying to play in camp during a lot of COVID stuff makes it really difficult because one, you don't really know like all the protocols that are gonna be in place. And if you, even if you do, you don't know if they're gonna change. How many kids are gonna show up? Who can we get on the leadership team? There was some turnover. And so even though I've put my faith and trust in Jesus and I have that deep rest in my soul, I was kind of working myself up to unrest. I was like, I don't know, I, I gotta do this and maybe I should do this and I don't think God's gonna work in camp. He's probably, this is gonna be a bummer of a camp here. I, I just know it's not gonna be good. And so I began to kind of like drift from that rest that I had in God and I began to try to control things in my own life. And then we get to camp and you know what? God shows up and does only what God can do. And after camp, God's like, hey, remember, I'm in charge, I'm in control, I love you, and I am bigger than this, you can rest in me. And so it was just a small thing on, a, on an idea level to say, you know what, sometimes I just got to say, yep, you're right, God, I got to know that you're in control, and I can rest in you. Um, I still got to do my work, and it's still stressful, but I can still rest in you because you are bigger and all of that. And so when we find ourselves in all these situations, we kind of conclude uh, with this point, and this point number four, our last point, I think kind of just goes back and reaffirms point um, number one, but the last thing I think David says about rest is that deep or soul rest cannot be found in other things. It's like almost see point one, that our, that our soul can rest in God alone, but uh, deep rest can't be found in other things, but only in God through Jesus alone, who is strong and loving. He begins to kind of then go and list a couple things that we can't find our rest in. One is man. Because he begins to say in these verses that man is only but a breath. You know, God is our rock, our firm foundation, who's there forever. But man is just a breath, and so we can't put our trust, we can't find deep rest in, in man. Not only not just man, but also crime, which was always an interesting win that he puts it in there. But I'm guessing the people that were chasing him were probably criminals and probably people that were like gaining power from taking things from other people. And so they were really trying to build up their power and wealth. And he says, you can't trust in that. That's not going to last. And then what's the last thing he says? You can't find deep rest in riches. You know, they're not bad to have, but they aren't going to truly satisfy your soul and give you rest. It kind of goes back to that illustration that we can try to put all these other things in our life uh, to help us find rest, but they're really not going to be giving us rest, but it's only through God alone. And so as I think and as I conclude, it's a pretty simple uh, thing, and it's basically verse one, but one, rest is important to us and my soul can find rest in God alone. 
And so one of the things that I want to try to talk to you now is try to talk for a little bit of application. Maybe you're like, what does that mean to kind of rest in God? You know, we always have that rest in God, but what happens if I kind of drift off? Maybe it's this day or this week or something like that, but how do we, how do we find that rest? And so there was just this acronym of rest that I kind of want to share to kind of get us, if we need to just refocus on God and what it means to kind of uh, rely on him, to trust in him, to rest in him. And so I found it online. I did a little bit of modification, but the first one starts with R, and sometimes that just means to relax or maybe to remember. And this kind of happened in my story, just to remember that God is loving and he is big and he is in control. And so sometimes if we find our, our, our spirit or if we find ourselves in a little bit of unrest, sometimes we just need to relax and remember who God is. The next one would be E, and this sometimes it will stand for enter, and one can mean enter in a relationship with him. I mean, first and foremost, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're not going to find true rest in this world. So you must enter into a rest with him. And so that's first and foremost. But if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, to enter into relationship might just mean, you know what, I need to get into his word. I need to pray. There might need to be things that I need to reconnect with God and refocus on who he is and what he promises here in, this, in his word and just allow God to walk with me through everything in life. And so that can kind of mean uh, to enter because God is in control and, and our rest isn't circumstantial. It, it can always be there. The last two, you got S, and that means stand. So once we kind of know that, that we have and we can enter into that relationship, but sometimes we just need to stand and stand in his promises to remember who God is and what he said he is, that he is you know, our fortress, he is our salvation, he is our rock. And so we just have to kind of stand. And it's almost like an action verse, which I know it seems a little different to have like action in rest. But when we know who God is and we put that into practice, our lives are different. We'll handle things differently as believers in Christ than maybe other people. Because when we have that rest deep down, like in our soul and in our spirit, we just handle things different because we have that peace. We have that rest. We have that silence. We have that stillness. And so we need to stand and have a little action on God's promises. And the last one, is to trust. And sometimes it just means that we have to trust. We don't always know what's going on or what's happening, but to find true rest, we just have to trust God on who he is and who he says he is, that he is loving, that he is strong, and we're going to go from there. And so as we think about rest, I think that's just our main point, that rest is important and that my soul finds rest in God alone. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you for uh, this morning. Uh, we thank you for the opportunity we have just to look into your word and to uh, see what you have to say for us. We are so thankful for the salvation and the rest that you have given to us uh, in, our, in our souls, Lord. And we're so thankful for that. May we live that out. May you guide us and direct us. If we have wandered in some ways and we don't uh, recognize or remember what you have given to us, may we refocus on you. May we find that rest that truly only comes from you. We are thankful for what you've blessed us with uh, through Jesus. And even as we come up on the Easter season, Lord, we're so thankful, thankful for that and all Jesus has done through his uh, great acts and through your mercy and your grace. We're so thankful. And so we just pray over this. We pray over this time. We just thank you for this morning. And we pray this in your name. Amen and amen. Let's uh, say thank you to Dustin by saying thank you. Yeah, good. Absolutely. What a reminder. Um, I'm sure that most of us don't get enough, right? You're like, yeah, sure, dude. You just got back from San Diego. 
good reminders. Good, uh, thanks for opening God's word for us today. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to invite you back here, not to this room, but to the building, and we'll be in the fellowship hall at five o'clock for the congregational meeting. And uh, if you could bring some sandwiches to share and some cookies to share, we'd all eat pretty good then tonight, right? Um, on the way out, if you'd like to drop something into our receptacles, we appreciate you supporting our ministry. So grateful to have a generous congregation, and we just pray that God will use everything that's given for the building of his church and his kingdom. And again, I'm going to keep saying it every week, we just don't get a lot of cards from you all these days. So, But if you'd like to drop a connection card for a prayer request or just let us know what's going on with you at the office, staff, elders, uh, just fill that out and drop it into the buckets as well. And we'd love to keep up with you that way. So uh, group start at 11. Uh, a lot of good things you can talk about from what Dustin shared. Uh, if you haven't tried a group, great time to start. Otherwise, Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you I'm sorry When I've come with my agenda I'm sorry When I forgot you're enough Take me back to where we started I open up my heart I'm caught up in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught
Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. 